This episode of All Talk No Balk is sponsored by Anchor FM. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free, so you don't have to worry about additional charges and fees. And you don't have to have a limit on your creativity. Speaking of creativity, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your computer or phone. So if you're on the go, this platform is definitely for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be listened to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other listening site. Also, you can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. Anchor gives you everything you need to make a successful podcast all in one convenient space. If you're just getting started with podcasting, or if you're a seasoned content creator, please download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Again, that's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Talk No Block podcast. My name is Andy Doherty, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Nico Weathers. Nico, how you doing, man? What's good, everybody? I'm good, Andy. How are you? I'm doing good. I've been doing uh, research on an article, and it's crazy now how many times that you run into a news website like NBC, not to not to just flame these websites, but uh, that they t- tell you to turn off your ad blocker. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're and talking about really, the cookies. Yeah. And it's it's been really like annoying to research things now with an ad blocker on, <laughs> you know? I mean, I feel like I just, well, I don't block ads. If you give me an ad, it's an ad. It's just certain websites you got to watch in order to, for it not to give you a virus. Because I don't have the antivirus protection that they want me mm. to pay a hundred and something a month for. Yeah, I think I have that free. I have a free one. So maybe I should just turn off ad block altogether. But I mean, it, you know, it's a change in my life because I'm not used to having big giant things pop up in my face once I get onto a website, you know, mm-hmm. it just I don't know. It's it's made research so much harder for me because every single page that I go to is just it's just, hey, get that that ad blocker off. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. That's why I installed. it. I don't run into those problems too much, but we're here now. <laughs> you're not you're not using verified sources then i don't think i mean wikipedia is a great source people sleep on wikipedia well you use it for the references you know you don't just copy down what wikipedia says you should i mean because they get it from somewhere what you you copy down what is directly on wikipedia damn near just change up a few words okay i i see i go to the references because that's where the real information is coming from because you know anybody could just sign in with an account and delete information. But anybody with can make those references too. So your point is kind of invalid because anybody can come up with that shit on the re- actual page. Just because it's a scholarly article doesn't mean anything. It's still their word against mine. Yeah, but I, I just saw Tom Holland, like motherfucking Spider-Man, right? He just went onto his Wikipedia and was like, yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. This is wrong. And deleted a bunch of shit off of his own Wikipedia about himself. That's because he's not used to people telling the truth about him. (laughs) He was like, I'm not a fan of Arsenal. Soccer. soccer." And he actually might be a fan of Arsenal. That's the crazy part. He's not. He played for like a a veteran team or a charity team or something. And people are like, oh, he likes Arsenal. He may like Arsenal. He may just be denying it. He may be a closeted Arsenal fan. Why? Why why is he denying it? I don't know. That's just something we figure out. Back to baseball. Nico, um, 
you wanted to go over the MLB power rankings right now. Um, you uh, you had some you had some problems with the way that uh, the MLB set out their power rankings or, or what the results were. Yes. So I'm going to list off the power rankings so far. So the power rankings for the baseball year of 2021 so far, we're recording this August 24th. So I'm going to list off what it is. So number one comes in the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are actually a few games behind the Giants, might I add, but it, it is what it is. They are the hotter team at the very current oh, moment. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you doing are you doing yours right now? Are you doing oh, no, the I'm actual giving, MLBs? I'm giving you the official ones and then I'm going to give okay, you okay. mine. So because I want you to go to go to go from five. When you do yours, go from five to one. OK, that can work for fanfare for fanfare purposes. OK, so the Dodgers, however, are number one. Granted, they're losing the head to head matchup to the Giants so far and they're kind of foes fighting for the number one spot. The Giants, on the other hand, are sitting in two. Um, they actually, I, didn't they just dominate the Mets? They did. Yeah. So they just dominated the Mets. They had kind of like slight little slump. It's not a crazy slump cause they're still holding the lead at number one, but a slight little slump in the middle of the very, uh, 10 game stretch here. Uh, the Brewers come in at three, the White Sox at four and the Astros at five. Okay. Closing out is the Rays, the Yankees at seven, the Braves at eight, the A's at nine to 10. Number 10 is the Cincinnati Reds, who took a long-ass time to get back in that position, might I add. But fuck the Reds. Okay. Do you have any problems with those power rankings so far? Uh, With the official MLB ones? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Well, we're just going to leave it at that. So I'm going to give you my power five. Um, All right. So So, so start from five. All right. Make sure you start from five here. Okay. So coming in at number five are the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. Okay. Uh I hate the Brewers. Um it's number 1, but since they're 7 and 3 in their last 10 games, they're 42 and 21 on the road and 34 and 28 at home, which is rare that you see a team better performing better on the road than at home, but it is what it is. They're number 1 in the division, 76 and 49 on the season. Their next closest is the Cincinnati Reds, who are 7 and a half back. So the Milwaukee Brewers are one of the hottest teams right now. So I got them at five coming in at number four are the Tampa Bay Rays may shock a lot of people. The Rays may be higher in a lot of people's estimations, but in my, they're four, they're 77 and 48 on the season, uh, 41 and 23 at home, 36, 25 away, 73 in their last 10 games. They're a hot team, but they're not that hot. Okay. Coming in at three, who really should be my one for power rankings but because of standings, I definitely threw them third. The New York Yankees, they're 21 wow. and five, 21 and five in their last 26 games. They just won their 10th straight game. They're 10 and 0 in their last 10 games. They're 39 and 25 at home. They're 34 and 27 on the road. Four games back of those Rays who are in fourth on my power rankings list. Since the trade with Anthony Rizzo, they are 20, no, they are 19 and 2. 19 and 2. Just keep that in mind. So they've been pretty dominant pitching. Got back to what we used to see the Yankees be. Power got back. They finally have hitters on the left-hand side of the plate who can do it both on both ends. Coming at number two are the LA Dodgers. Like I said, they're neck and neck with the Giants. But since the Giants have the lead in the division. I'm going to stick with the Giants. Granted, the Dodgers are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, and the Giants are 7-3. and three. 
I'm still rolling with the Giants just off of the seating and finish it off, like I said, are the San Francisco Giants. So, like, can we can we talk about how every single year, right, even when the Giants were really good, mm-hmm. uh, they the Giants and the Rays are two teams that, like, you don't understand when they're good, why they're good, and when they're bad, why they're bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could, you could just say, oh, well, they're a low-budget team, yada, yada. Uh, for the Rays case, they just traded away Blake Snell. And and sure, he's struggling this year. He's he's actually been pitching really awful this year. But like, how is this team still in first place? Honestly, like, not even going to lie to you, the Rays are just one of those teams that you just, it's like you have no true superstar. You know how it is. Like, you just go through each of those years where you're just that per, that team. Like, the Rays are hitting 239 on a season as a team. 239 with the highest being the Astros at 268. They're just getting it done with pitching. And they also had the benefit of the doubt that the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, who haven't been at home until like the last month or two, um, and the Yankees were going through their little slumps. The Yankees made their moves because they were struggling on the power side. So they got the power that they needed. Um, The Red Sox, they were actually good this season. And then they just traded away some of their players to rebuild for some odd reason. And the Rays just took advantage of that. Next season, the Rays will not be in a top two of that division. I'm going to mark it down right now. Wow. For a team that's already hitting 239, the Rays are 16th in batting in the whole in the whole MLB. Just take keep that in consideration. So as we talked off air in one of our meetings, our, you know, our producer, our boss, Heather, she definitely said that the Yankees wouldn't catch the Rays when I said Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees was a really big move. She was like, the fucking Yankees winning. Yes, the Yankees are going to catch the Rays. They're going to beat the Rays. They're going to win a division and appear in the World Series. I'm just saying it now. I'm just saying it now. Wow. Wow. Who's who's going to the other side, Nico? Shit. Who's going to the other side? I don't want to. You don't know? I don't want to say You're going to say the Giants are? No. I think it's going to be the Dodgers. If you're saying the Yankees on the one side, you got to say the Dodgers on the other side. It's no. two of the teams that made no. the biggest trades. The Dodgers, going the Dodgers are known to choke. All right? They're known to choke. Wow. So wow. I'm, I'm actually going a lot to of say. Dodgers slander. I'm really hoping for. Anthony Rizzo versus Chris Bryant World Series. That'd be dope. But at the same time, I believe the Brewers might actually get it done. I'm not even going to lie to you. But I wouldn't the be surprised bro- the either. Yeah, the Brewers. I mean, shit, fuck it. NL Central, man. Keep it. I'm a root for the <laughs> NL Central. If it can't be my team, it's going to be one of them. But then again, the White Sox actually are batting 250 as a team. They are hitting for a lot of power. They have 147 home runs, which isn't the most. But at the same time, they did make some moves, too. They got the closer that they needed. They have some solid bats. Tim Anderson's legit. Jose Abreu's legit. So you feel me? It's like neck and neck. But back to your point, the Rays, I don't know how they're doing it. They're just, it's just one of those years, man. It's one of those years. I, I just scathing, scathing predictions by you that the Rays are going to be the ones that are, that are going to be like not non-existent. After they literally go to a World Series, they get rid of their ace, and they're still on top of that division. Even if the Yankees end up catching them, though. Like, Only because of injuries and, like, the slump. The Yankees just had to re- readjust their roster. Because Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge can't be all that you have. Because none of those guys have won. Giancarlo Stanton definitely hasn't won, even since he's been Mike Stanton. has not won. So you definitely get a winner. You get a gold glove, a platinum glove winner in Anthony Rizzo. You get a good outfielder. I forgot his name that quick. I forgot his name. Joey Gallo. You get Joey Gallo over there, so you get two solid bats. That's what they needed. 
I, what do you make of, I mean, that team though is so deep, you know what I mean? So I thought coming into this year, even if guys struggled, the people that they replace him with, you know, Glover Torres, all right, he can he can't play shortstop. He's literally a detriment to the team. If he doesn't hit, he wasn't hitting this year. Well, we got Gio Urshela. We got, um, we have Luke Voigt at first base who was in MVP voting last year. You know, like, I just wonder like where all those replacements went. You know, because like now Luke Voigt's playing on the bench and he's and he's, you know, griping that he's playing that he's on the bench and he's going, I should be played as much as Rizzo is, even though he's been struggling really, really horribly and had, you know, like one good year to his career where Anthony Rizzo is obviously a better player than Luke Voigt is. But, you know, you thought I thought coming into the season that even if that team struggled, they have so many replacements. DJ LeMahieu on that team. You know, there's just so many replacements that could have filled in and really stepped up for them. And I understand the trade did a lot for them. Um, And it makes, it makes them one of the super teams. Like I really think that the Dodgers and the Yankees this year are a super team. There's their name, uh, name a deficiency. You know, Yankees have, have the starting pitching. That's been not great for them. Very mixed bag, very like back and forth type of type of deal. And the Dodgers also, I've just had a, a bunch of injuries to their starting pitching as well. But I feel like they're still like the two super teams. I Am agree. I well, I wouldn't call the Yankees a super team only because they had some holes. You can't be a super team and bat and be nineteenth in batting as a team. But uh, there's been five guys or whatever, ten guys this year that have batted over three hundred in general. You know what I mean? I, I the whole league isn't hitting. It's it's not that like you know, and, and that's nothing against your argument. You know, a team that's hitting two thirty, that's and they're in first place in a division with the Rays is crazy but the entire league isn't hitting anymore <laughs> no that's true because the pitching got good because this year they docked the baseballs docked baseballs or launch we, angle yeah or well i mean shit both but we've had a show before before you got on we had a show where we talked about the docked baseballs and how it affects stuff it definitely affects it's easier for the pitchers i think they took a little off the ball where it's like lighter or maybe they put more on the ball i don't fucking know i haven't felt a real baseball from the uh, major league, major league in like three years, so maybe they put a little more on it. Where when you make contact with your bat, it doesn't travel. The launch distance isn't the same. Like it's weird how the Yankees are nineteenth in batting and fourth in pitching. They have the fourth lowest ERA in the entire league, but the nineteenth worst batting average in the or nineteenth best batting average in the entire league. It's just weird how that's kind of going neck and neck. The Rays are more consistent. They're what did I say? 16th in batting, 7th in pitching. But at the same time, I wouldn't call them a super team if you have holes in your game like that. The Dodgers are tops in both. The Dodgers are ninth in hitting and 1st in pitching. That's a super team, if you see where I'm coming from. Yeah. And yeah. for everyone who hates the Astros, the Astros are definitely 1st in batting, batting 260 as a team, and 5th in pitching. I'm just saying, no trash cans anymore. Give them credit where it's I, I didn't believe like because last year, you know, as a veteran fantasy baseball player, I didn't believe that uh, those Astros players were going to be that affected by not having a trash can there. Because I think like, you know, all right, their average goes down from batting whatever it was, 310 to batting 270. That's a, a stiff drop off. But if they're still pumping out 30 home runs, then like that's worth it. Um, When I, I think Altuve struggled last year. Yes. Yes, I believe Altuve really, really struggled, but Correa was fine. Bregman was fine uh, and Springer was fine. So it was it was only like really one guy that struggled. and Everybody was like, ha ha ha. 
And then the Ash to boot, the Astros go and they win their first round playoff matchup. So yeah, I think the Astros are also another underrated good team. And you know, listen, cheating or not, they've had the Yankees number the last couple times that they've versed each other in the in the in the postseason. So you know, that's going to be a really good fun matchup because if the Yankees win that, it's kind of like a redemption story. And if the Astros win it, it's like, look, we didn't need to cheat. It's it's also a redemption story because look, we didn't need to cheat in order to beat you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm actually excited that the Astros, because I'm a big Astros fan. I loved Jose Altuve. He's like the little guy. He's like the little guy that wins. You always root for those type of people. Um, I definitely was rooting for Carlos Correa when he got drafted. It's just great to finally see them in the good graces. Well, maybe not the good graces again, but you know what I mean? Like, it's finally good to see them winning and no trash cans, none of this extra bullshit that people love to throw in their face. Oh, it's going to come in during playoff time. That's fine. There's, there's no way. While they're going to come in during playoff That's perfectly time. fine. Yeah. Yeah. With my whole thing, it's just like, I feel like everybody cheats. You know, it's if, and if this year wasn't evidence of that, of where, you know, uh, they're saying, oh, we're going to not allow you to have substances on your glove or anything, and you can't, pitchers can't use substances anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody flipped out. Like pitchers from across the MLB were like, what the what the fuck like i need that stuff that's the way that i pitch it's my natural way that i pitch it's going to change up everything and you know tyler glass now uh calling it out and saying this is why i got hurt because we didn't have substances and i had to pitch a different way when it was totally because he was over pitching himself but like regardless of that to see that everybody was kind of cheating all along I think it's just so funny. It doesn't excuse what the Astros did, and I do think you take it to another level when you, um, when you, you know, use video record re- equipment and you know, um, like smart technology in order to win games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that really does make a difference. But uh, but you know, the Red Sox fell for it in the next World Series. The year after, they were accused of using Apple watches. And apparently the Yankees also had some type of envelope that contained evidence that they cheated as well. That was like court ruled to not be open or whatever. And, uh, you know, there was evidence in there that they cheated, too. Um, But, you know, I think that everybody cheats and. You should really get over it. And it's like it sucks that people got caught and it was a scandal. But, you know, now two years removed, you kind of see less and less of the trash cans being hit. Um, and I think people are, are over it in general. I mean, people last year couldn't actually do it because, you know, COVID, you couldn't really have fans and stuff like that. But most definitely it's just like, it's just a different element. Now you see you, they finally accept it. They're not going to be affected if we're coming, control them or anything. Cause they're still going to beat our favorite team. They still are complete all around. They didn't need to cheat to win the world series. I'm really convinced they just did it just because. But uh, listen, if they go and beat the Yankees this year, I think that that becomes that becomes a truth. I think I think you could say that. Like I like I'm saying, it, if they go and beat the Yankees in the World and the and not even in the world in the postseason this year, if they go and beat the Yankees, it's a redemption story for them because they're going, look, we didn't cheat, and and they were starting it last year with them celebrating a first round win. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were saying, look, we didn't need to cheat in order to win the series. All eyes are on us, and we still won even after we struggled all season long. So, I, you know, I, it's definitely just going to be a redemption. It's going to be a redemption series if, if that happens, which I'm kind of hoping it does. I want to see really good postseason baseball this year. Yeah, me too. I'm actually really excited for it coming up. If the White Sox get there, I'll be a little sick to my stomach. But at the same time, if they win the World Series, 
I'm happy if the Yankees win a World Series. I'm happy if the Giants win a World Series. I'm happy. Yeah, you got you got your uh, you got your uh, fandom in a lot of places right now. No, it's not <laughs> fandom. I have my favorite players: Chris Bryant right. with the Giants. I love Tim Anderson. Like I said before, the black shortstop. I gotta love him. You gotta love him, and he brings the flash, and he actually has some pizzazz and talent. And then uh, you got Anthony Rizzo with the Yankees. That's it. And and you know what that's called Nico. What? Being a fan. That's that's what I mean by your fan. You're being a fan of these players. So you're rooting for a lot of different teams. I'm not a fan of the terminology, but I'll accept it. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some Miggy mo- mo- moments and Miggy milestones. All right. Brandon Sports Talk is a sports talk podcast where he interviews athletes, coaches, and sports business owners. You can listen to Brandon Sports Talk on YouTube and watch all of his amazing content. All right, welcome back to the All Talk No Buck podcast. Uh, we are going to get into uh, the accomplishments of Miguel Cabrera. But before we do that, Nico, you have a top five players list of your your top players right now playing in the MLB. Okay, so how do you want it? Do you want five to one or do you want one to five? Oh, I I want five to one. I want five to one. So coming in at five, coming in hot from the Philly, uh, Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper, number five. Wow. Batting 291 this year, 23 home runs, 50 RBIs, uh, batting 972 with OPS on base plus slugging, which is fourth in the league. This is actually one of his better years since uh, he's been with the Nationals. The Phillies are in playoff contention, which is good. They're always in playoff contention with them. They still have holes to their team, but he's my number five. Could be kind of biased based off of I love Bryce Harper, but at the same time, his wins. You love Bryce Harper. That's actually one of my favorite players right now. His wins above replacement right now is 3.7, which isn't too shabby. He's slugging 561. On-base percentage is 41%. 12 stolen bases. Should I keep going? I mean, you could if you wanted to. I mean, like I said, 52 RBIs. He's got walked 69 times. 26 doubles this year, which is far greater than his nine doubles last year. Um, And 104 hits so far in the season. So, And he also played 103 baseball games. He's healthy this season. Can't knock it. It, it was rhetorical, but thank you for the stat update on Bryce Harper. <laughs> I mean, well, shit. I mean, it's it's his it's his best year. It's his best year since his MVP season. He really kind of fell off since that MVP season that he had. And um, everybody's like, you know, if you see a comment with Bryce Harper in it where he walks off or something on, you know, an MLB Instagram page, it's always like overrated, overrated, overrated. You know, everybody calls him overrated. Um, so it, it's kind of good to see a guy that is, I, I think, unfairly considered overrated. Uh, start to be an MVP player again. Yeah, man. But fuck it. Bryce Harper, you're number five. Number four comes in Garrett Cole, 12 and six on the season. He's tied fourth in the league on his wins. He has a 2.92 ERA, which is 11th, second in strikeouts with 191. And his whip is 0.97, which is fifth in the league. I like that. I, I have him on my fantasy team. Uh, Definitely was mixed mixed bag with him at the beginning of the year when he was having those weird outings where he was letting up five runs in five innings. That was uh that was definitely not good for uh 
for uh, my outlook on him. But uh, he's rebounded. The former UCLA Bruin. I love the former UCLA. I love UCLA. And since he's a former Bruin, the GOAT, like straight up. Like his whole career, except 2017, has been pretty consistent. He's been around. He's a career 3.17 ERA pitcher. He's had he's had kind of subpar seasons and stuff like that, but still the man. You playing something right now? No. Well, it was an accident. It was a it was an ad. All right, it was an ad. Regardless. All right. So as we go to number three, um, you're not going to be surprised by this. I don't think Max Scherzer. He's 11 and four, tied 11th in wins, uh, 2.65 ERA, which is a sixth, which is sixth in the uh, MLB. 178 strikeouts with a .91 whip, which is first in the major leagues. He is top 10 in all those categories except wins where he's tied 11th. What are your thoughts? Um, I like it. Wasn't wasn't the Dodger that I pitcher that I was going to choose, though. I mean, you were going to choose Clayton Kershaw? No. But say choke artist. Oh, you were going to choose. <laughs> um, I know who you were going to choose. All right. But coming in at second, this shouldn't be no surprise. Granted, my list right now is off of this season alone, injury-free. Like, the people that were injured, like Acuna Jr., you know he's not going to be on here. Mike Trout, you know he's not going to be on here. We all know Mike Trout is one of the greatest ever, but he's not on here. All right, so number two, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's batting 309 this year. He has 36 home runs, 90 RBIs, and his on-base plus slugging is 1,004. Um, he's top 10 in all those categories, top five, actually top three in home runs, RBIs and OPS. What are your thoughts? Uh, great pick. Awesome pick. All right. And that's all I have. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's awesome to see that that blue Jays team of like all the former MLB stars, kids are really shaping up and coming into form. That team is going to be so dangerous in an already competitive division. Uh, so it's just going to make baseball better. You know what I mean? Because having a stacked Yankee team next year, because I assume that they're going to bring back Joey Votto and Anthony Rizzo, uh, assuming that, just just as a blanket statement. So th- that Yankee team being a stacked team, uh, Boston, with the success that they had this year, if they could translate any of it onto next year, uh, that's going to make that division tighter. Then uh, And then you have the Rays, who are who I, I think that they're still out of the reach of the Yankees. Uh, and they may win that division, and they're always confusingly good. But um, I think another competitive team in that division is going to be awesome to to watch. And it's going to make things come down to the wire, where we could have a one-game playoff scenario next year, where teams are, are playing one game to keep their playoff hopes alive, to even play in a wild card. Um, so yeah, I, I love that Vladdy's doing well. Uh, and I've rooted for Vladdy the minute that he got called up. So, And number one, shouldn't be any surprise. Shohei Otani batting 270 this year, 40 home runs, 88 RBIs, OPS of 1003. Also pitching this season, pitched started 18 games, 8 and 1 on the year with an 88 win percentage, might I add, uh ERA of 2.79 and 120 strikeouts. I think the more impressive thing about Otani is that after he goes and pitches eight innings, he just trots out to right field and and will now go play the outfield. Yes. Like He's over, no problem. He's overexerting his arm doing that, but that hey, it is what it is. Hey man, he wants to play. It's not it's not his fault. He wants to play. It could be in his contract. <laughs> he wants to earn that. I mean, he's gonna earn the money that he's gonna get paid on his contract if he plays every single day and pitches. Considering he just had Tommy John surgery, I wouldn't be doing that. But 
Hey, teach us all. I think it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. And they still let him bat, weirdly. Yeah, you can still bat with it. It's just you can't really throw. You can be a designated hitter, but you can't throw. Because you're going to, that shit's going to hurt. It's that ligament in your elbow that's just fucked. It's like a piece of rubber band. Once that shit snaps, hurts. I Like, there's no question he's going to be the MVP at this point, right? Like, he's going to have to have such a massive fallout. Is there is there anybody even close? I'm not a fan of MVPs going to losing teams. Not a fan. I don't think mm, it's fair. I get that. If you have a really good team, I think you have to be in the playoffs to become the most viable player. You can't be where are they right now? They are actually 62 and 64 yeah, in the like season, 11 and a half games back. Fourth. Yeah. Yes, they're fourth in their division. Yeah, not great. But I mean, I. It, how many wins is he bringing into the team? You He's know what a I mean? win above replacement is 3.9. So I still think that that's going to justify it enough to give him an MVP. That he's that he's making a team that is that is substandard. He's winning them games alone, more than one game in a year alone. Like that's that's going to be enough to get him an MVP. Who, who else? Who else do you think would be an MVP in this, in, in this in the league right now? Shit, at this rate, Vladdy. Vladdy would make sense. Like I said, he's top three in all of those categories. But a losing team. But that goes against, it goes no, against your philosophy. No, no it doesn't. It does not. No, it does not. Because the Blue Jays are actually in the hunt. They're actually in the hunt for a wild card. Oh, stop it. No, they, they actually <laughs> are. They're fighting with the Reds. So they're five games back of the wild card spot right now as we speak. Right. Yeah. So it's neck and neck. I don't think it's that. I don't think like the Angels are 62 and 64. The Blue Jays are 65 and 58. They have a winning record at home. They're tied at uh, on the road. I think Vladdy brings that type of team. Like, without Vladdy, that team's done. Without Shohei, the Angels are still kind of competitive. Okay. If that no, makes well, sense. They're not gonna they're not gonna make a difference. You know, you mean they're not gonna make a difference. Yeah, basically. I I, I just think that because Toronto's going to have to jump over just a lot to get even get into a wild card. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have to jump over Boston uh, and either t- tie up with Tampa Bay or tie up with the Yankees, whoever comes in second place in that division. That's just kind of way too far to go. You would literally need the Yankees, if for your scenario to work, you would need the Yankees in Toronto to just win out or, or win a majority of their games going into going into September and have the Rays and, and the Red Sox, like, lose completely and fall off. Which I, I I could see for the Red Sox because it was I guess it was fluky. Now that we look at it, but Tampa, I don't think it was. I don't think it's a fluke that they're good. You know, they've just been on top of that division for too long. It's like the Giants and Dodgers situation. The Giants are a good team because they've been on top of that division. It's not oh they're fluky. They're doing playing better than their means like the Marlins did last year. You know, I'm gonna just agree to disagree. Okay, okay. Only Rock. because uh, it's like 40, 50 games left. Anything is possible. People said the Yankees couldn't catch up. They caught up. So anything's possible. Different scenario. Way different scenario, though. The pieces that they added in the team is already good. I mean, the Blue Jays also couldn't play at fucking home for like three months. So shit happens. I mean, I don't think that makes a difference in, in winning or losing ball games. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. Your ballpark gives it away. Sometimes you have a hitter's park. Sometimes you have a pitcher's park. It definitely matters. Toronto, a hitter's park? Uh, la, 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 la. I don't think so. Come right? back to me next episode. <laughs>
<laughs> next episode with your top 10 hitter hitters parks i'm dead ass MLB. i actually probably would do something like that <laughs> all right um so let's get on to uh miguel cabrera uh, reaching the 3000 hit mark and also hitting his 500th home run um with miggy uh do you think that it is fair to have an old player like that um just in the lineup for milestone yes I mean, Derek Jeter did it. Derek Jeter brought, well, he was the captain, but he brought zero wins to the Yankees around the time he was retiring. They wanted him in there so he can uh, get his 3,000th hit, so he can get his certain home run. Like, on the back end, ever since 2011, that's when Derek Jeter started to kind of fall off the cliff. Yeah, and I was wrong. Mickey was not at his 3,000th hit. He's at uh, 2,955, so he's 55 hits away. He's gonna to, from, he's gonna get three thousand next season. Not maybe not this season. I don't think this season, but next season for sure. I think it depends because when is his contract up? Because I I feel like the Tigers might not re-sign him. No, they're going even if he doesn't get it this year. They're going to bring him back for a probably you know you know how those deals are. They'll bring him back for a one year deal, then he'll just retire in the middle of the season. It'll just be one yeah. of the weird contracts, so he can get three thousand. Let him have an Ichiro weekend where he just kind of like he just kind of like comes back for just that weekend yes. before he retires. Yes, like Albert Pujols. Um, I'm shocked the Angels let him go because I would have let him try to fight. If you know, well, Mike Trout got hurt, right? So you need to fill ball. You need to fill seats in the stands. Shohei Otani would do it for the most part, but Albert Pujols fighting to get uh, Barry Bonds record that sells tickets. I agree with that. So, I, I mean, it, it happens, man. I know Miguel Cabrera is going to get his 3,000 hit with the Tigers. If it's not the Marlins, it's only right as the Tigers. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that, like, you know, in, in the time of where, you know, we treat minor leaguers awful, like, is he really taking up that, like, is he taking up a spot on the team? Like, is it a waste to throw him at first base when you could have some young guy playing first base and maybe he breaks out uh, and, and, you know, ends up being a starter for the next five years at a first base position. Is it worth it? Um, wonder what your thoughts on what that on that, on that question. Is it worth him being a, a washed up first baseman basically? Yeah. Over starting over somebody that has the ability to play better or become a young star. Well, if you know your team isn't complete, if your team isn't complete, it only makes sense to sell tickets. If you know he's going to bring in tickets and he's a homer and you know the whole like atmosphere of your stadium is going to change, bring him back. It doesn't hurt, especially since the Tigers are towards the bottom of the division anyways. And who are you going to bring up? If I see if you had a top prospect in first baseman, then it makes sense. I see if you have a top prospect that can't feel that you can put that designated hitter. It makes sense. But it, since you don't, Miguel Cabrera's your fine. He's fine. And yes, the Blue Jays stadium is a hitter's ballpark. Ah, okay. Thanks for that. Now you ruined the list. Well, shit happens. I still got a list in front of me. <laughs> but the Blue right, Jays uh, Stadium is actually the seventh ranked most hittable stadium. Hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't have put it. Wouldn't have put it in top ten. Ah, <laughs> interesting. I mean, the Jose Batista home run is so iconic, but I didn't. You know, you don't. You don't connect that point of being like, oh, it's a hitter stadium. You know. You're gonna hate regardless, fucking Mets fan. Well, <laughs> in a pitcher's park, both. Well, I don't know. I feel like Shea, 
Shea was a hitter's park. I think Shea was a hitter's park. City is definitely not. City Wrigley so Field spacious. definitely isn't. Wrigley Field is a pitcher's park. That's why I love mm-hmm. it. The wind. The wind helps you out. There. The windy city. You have the rit. You have the ivy. All types of stuff, man. No, no jumbotron. Fuck it. Old ass 1940s stadium. Um, Nico, who who else do you think is going to get out to 500? Do you think Albert Pujols is going to be one of those guys that that gets there? Uh, and who else is on your list? Well, Albert Pujols is already at 677 from the last time I checked. So oh, he he passed it. Yeah, he been past that shit. He's on oh, pace. Wow. Well, he's not on pace to break Barry Bonds' home run record all time because he's at 677. Barry Bonds at 762. Okay. Albert Pujols could, if he played the next five seasons and played to his 40s. No, No, like, (laughs) look, hear me out, hear me out. If he played the next five seasons and retired at like 47 or something like Barry Bonds did, yes, he could break that shit if he plays every game. And if he still has the power, he still has the power. It's in terms of like, can he do it every night? I think he's been batting like the low 230s, 240s. I don't see it happening. But the next closest to get to 500 home runs, I'm probably going to roll with Giancarlo Stanton over Mike Trout. Not even going to lie to you. That's 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 my bet because Giancarlo Stanton, last time I checked, was at 332. He's 31 years old, 12-year pro. Mike Trout mm. is 29 years old, 11-year pro. But Mike Trout's known to have crazy injuries. That alters that. So the next closest I see getting it is Giancarlo Stanton. I I'm on the fence with Giancarlo because he he's also a guy that gets injured too. Um, I I wonder what's going to happen if he gets 35 and he starts blowing things out where he can't you know he can't play anymore either. Uh, so I definitely question that. What's what's his home run total right now? Um, three thirty two. Last time I checked. 330 he's at 333 so that's a lot that's a lot that's like what 100 167 home runs four seasons four seasons of 30 home runs <laughs> he's saying that like that's simple how many how many seasons of, of 30 home runs has he had uh, a couple okay he's had three in his career four in his career but you gotta think runs. he gets walked a lot he didn't have people behind him in the lineup now he does. And he, he's also played like in the last three years, he's played so many less games due to injuries and also COVID years. Yeah. So um, he had a 60 game season, which altered Albert Pujols. Um, I just see it happen. I see him being the next one to get it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I would say Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano is 38. I would say Joey Votto. Joey Votto's 37. Evan Lagoria's 35. Chris Davis retired. Paul Goldschmidt is 33 and washed up. Freddie Freeman. Is 31 years old, doesn't have a lot of power. Nolan Arianato is 30. Like, these guys keep going further and further down the list. So, it's either Giancarlo Stanton or Mike Trout. And if we take lesser of two evils, I'm going to say Giancarlo Stanton. That's just crazy that Mike Trout's the next guy. When you when you say names like Joey Votto, when he gets his 2,000th hit and he's not even, like, close to 3,000 and he's whatever, what did you say he was, 35? 37. 37. And he's not close <laughs> to 3,000 hits. But that's a guy that also walks a lot and shows great discipline uh, and is more of like a, a slap hitter than anything. Um, but uh, like, I wonder if these guys do change their swings. You know what I mean? They do start looking into things like launch angle and they say, screw it. My batting average doesn't matter. It's not going to be the thing that people pay me for. 
They're going to pay me for the RBIs. They're going to pay me for the home runs. They're going to pay me for the wins that I produce. Um, and Joey Votto is one of those. He's he's come out publicly saying that he uh, has changed his batting stance. He changes the way that he swings at the ball, and he's hitting more home runs. He was a guy that would go years without popping out in the infield, and he's said, oh, I've probably done it more times than I've done throughout my career in this one year because I've changed my my swing angle and I'm trying to hit balls for home runs and I miss one and it and you know it's a pop out. So uh what do you think that that effect is on the game? Do you think that helps it or hurts it? I mean it just reminds me of the Astros like four years ago when they had Kobe Rasmus and all those guys when it was home run and oh strikeout. <laughs> you remember that? When it was home run and yeah, strikeout like it definitely just affect I mean it brings a better element to the game because you see home run or strikeout, but you start to see a lot of strikeouts. You're like, what the fuck? So, I mean, you can go back to the days where Tony Gwynn and stuff were just like slap hitters, opposite field, stack up hits, and you can become a Hall of Famer that way. Joey Votto, in my opinion, is going to probably be a fourth ballot Hall of Famer because he was really great his whole career. Injuries, but he made the playoffs. Him and Brandon Phillips were pretty dominant in NL Central. But I'm not too offended, too affected by home run totals going up, strikeouts increasing. It just means the game is going into more pop and flash, which is fine with me. Do you think it's an answer for how good pitching is? Because I'm just trying to understand, like, are you trying to do the flashy thing and hit more home runs? Like, is that just a flashier thing right now and people just want to do it? Or do you think it's a way to combat effective pitching? Because you know that it's going to be 0-0 in a game regardless because you have faith in your pitcher. Uh, and you can make you could change that outcome of making it one nothing off of a bad pitch, or you know you get a hold of one that's just random and you hit it out. I'm I don't think it's the pitching. I think it's actually the hitters. I think the hitters, since all of them are changing their angle, just like I said, the Yankees are 19th in the fucking go. Uh, they just they're 22 and six. I said. With that being said, they're 22 and six, 10 and on their last 10. They're 19th in hitting, but fourth in pitching. It's not the pitching that's so dominant. It's the fact that everyone wants to swing for defenses. You don't see the guy that's hitting. You don't see a Jose Ramirez anymore making a lot of money. You don't see those guys when Jose Ramirez was the batting champion and he batted like 313 or something. Those type of guys like Vladdy Vladdy Guerrero has 36 home runs and batting 309. Those are the type of guys getting paid. That's why people are changing their angles that are bad. They're changing their stance and stuff like that because they realize that they're the ones getting paid instead of just the people that hit for contact. You don't see too many contact hitters anymore, so that's why the game has changed. It's not that the pitchers got better. It's just people realize, I want to hit for power. That sells jerseys. That sells me. That makes me more money. So that's how the game has changed the past few years. That's why they docked the baseballs because there was so many fucking home runs going on. They were like, okay, it's not good for baseball. And it's the moment they changed the baseball, pitching goes back up. I liked your point up until the part where you brought in doc, doc, the doctor. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I li- really liked your point up until you brought the doctor balls into it. Because I, I don't feel like that made that huge of a difference. There's no way that that made that huge of a difference. Because I feel like they just go back to using regular baseballs then. Because, I, oh, they put too much juice on the balls and all these hitters were hitting. Now they put uh, way less juice on the balls and now these hitters aren't hitting. Like, it just doesn't make sense of why you would do that to your league. That's like. That's like torture, you know, you're, you're paying these guys and, and their livelihood depends on uh, how well they hit a ball and how well they pitch a ball. And then you're just like, all right, let's make it let's make it 
harder. Let's make it easier. Let's make it harder. Let's make it easier in like a mad scientist world that uh that you think that baseball's in right well, now. Well, it's not the league's job to make sure the players are happy. It's the league's job to make sure they keep making money. It's one thousand percent. No, no, that's yeah. the players' association job to make sure that the players are happy. The league wants to make money. And if they notice a trend, just like they said, the home run numbers have been going up, so they did change the baseballs. And the study has showed, you should look at to, into it, the study has showed pitching has went back up and hitting is going down, case in point. The team that's 22-6 and six in their last few fucking games are fourth in pitching and 19th in hitting because they're hitting for home runs and power, and you can't with the whole, every, the whole new science is going on with the baseballs. But that's my I stance still think on it. it's battering you. I think you're so right in saying that players are looking out for themselves and they're totally looking out for their own next contract. And the way that you're going to get there is by also hitting home runs and hitting a lot of them. And that average it doesn't matter anymore. Just like how with pitching, we used to say, "Oh, you can't win a Cy Young award unless you have a good uh, uh, overall average too." So those guys were nine and seven with like a two two twenty ERA, but you know, they're on a bad team. So they're nine and seven. They're not going to win a Cy Young. And, and how that, how the game has changed away from that. Um, with the Dr. Ball stuff, I don't know. I think it's a lot of mumbo jumbo. I definitely think it's a lot of mumbo jumbo. That's, that's too much. Cause if, if now you're saying that, Oh, we have, we have this, this one team that was cheating and everybody kind of knew that they were cheating and they didn't say anything about it. Then it's like, Oh, well not just that team cheated. Also these other teams cheated. and we're not going to shower them with ridicule and punish them. Then you're saying, then after all of that, you're then saying, oh, hey, by the way, we doctored the ball so you hit more home runs. Uh, you guys are hitting too many home runs, so now we doctored the balls to make them less home runs. It's just way too, it's way too, like, tinfoil hat-ish to say that sort of stuff and, and believe that all of that's happening to me. To each his own. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I don't know. And that's the bad thing about about cheating scandals when they come out, when baseball is a scandal, is that and now everybody's mind is wondering, where's the next thing that MLB is trying to do? If they let this slide, what else did they let slide? So I don't blame you for it. I just, uh, I think it's wrong. Yeah, like I said, teach us on. <laughs> I'll look up those studies, though. You definitely make, should. Make sure you you definitely should. Studies. I got you. I got you. All right, Nico. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining me. Um, great content today, man. Uh, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. To all of the people listening to this, thank you for listening to us. Make sure that you subscribe and follow us on all the podcast places that we are on. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have a TikTok. And we also make articles on our own site at alltalknobalk.com. So you can find all of our stuff there. Uh, Nico, is there anything else you have to say? That is all, folks. Make sure you tune back in next week so you can hear me give you the top 10 hitters parts. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys next week.